welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 19 years of healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My skill in moving energy combined with my medical background have been a catalyst for change in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. And welcome to the Marie Manutary Show. We are live here in kind of foggy Seattle, uh, but it's so gorgeous outside. I don't even know what the temp is, but nobody needs a coat right now, which is unusual for this time of, of year. Remember, we layer around here. This is we're, true. We're big layerers. Yeah, I already have my coat <laughs> tied around my waist. Ha, see? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is true. We do layer here. We have to. Yes, we do. I always talk about the weather so that we can all get into the present moment. So you can look out at your window or your doorway or your car window or wherever you are you're listening so that you can become grounded and we can all be together, which, of course, today kind of leads beautifully into our guest. One of the lovely things I get to do on this show is interview people who I believe are on the leading edge of thought Um, because, you know, my views don't have to be the only view in the world, and I think it's lovely to have different perceptions and unique ways of hearing information that could help propel someone to become more conscious and have more fun in their life, which is the goal, right? To enjoy life um, as long as we're here on Earth. And so today I'm interviewing Kevin Murphy. He's a former Wall Street managing director, high school and college wrestling champion, community activist, speaker, coach, and author. Um, he's also very spiritual, in my opinion. I've read his book, and most of it anyway, and it's beautiful. I was telling Kevin just before we went live, um, as we met a little bit on uh, Before Air, is that all my girlfriends are getting his lovely book. It's called Three, The Three Rooms, Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life. Um, all my girlfriends are getting this book for Christmas. Just Now they all know if they're listening to the show, of Great, course. now you have to go shopping again. <laughs> yeah, of course I will. Um, so, Kevin, welcome to the show. Um, thank you very much. Thank you for having me on. Of course. So um, it says here in part of your the bio here that um, you were actually interested in some opiate crisis intervention or some programs to help those with addictions. And that's what kind of led you on the path of spirituality. But I think there's a lot more to this story after, after reading um, your book that I think that I bet you've been spiritual since the moment you were born. What do you think about that? Um, I, I think there's a lot of truth to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think you just have that natural, you know, um, beautiful awareness that, you know, some people just have more of an awakening at a very early time in their life than others, you know, and, and they're all beautiful whenever anyone has that. If someone does or not, um, they're all beautiful whenever they occur. So, but that's true, right? There was an, like an opiate crisis that you were helping with in some regard, and that led you down to... Um, maybe more of a conscious spiritual path? Is that how it occurred? Yeah, and I think, I, I think you kind of hit on it. It might have been that, um, that I was on the spiritual path and then came across a couple of personal instances, you know, in my life and, and close friends that um, had uh, struggled with addiction. Um, and so it led towards um, me getting much more involved with um, trying to raise awareness, you know, of that. And we, started a campaign called Wrestling Takes Down Drugs, using the wrestling background to try to address the opioid and heroin epidemic. Um, but really, when you look deeper, you know, I think there's, you know, we, we all kind of suffer from addiction, and what we get addicted to is our thoughts and emotions. Yes. So moving, you know, away from the drugs, it's really, you know, why people take drugs is because they're not, you know, well, let's say not to generalize too much, but if you're not feeling really great, if you're 
feeling stress and feeling negative emotions, then you're more likely to take drugs to make yourself feel better. And it's only a short-term, you know, fix. And so if we can keep coming back and addressing, um, you know, the root cause, which is to feel better, which is really aligning with our own higher self or the divine within us, Mm -hmm. then we have much less need to um, to take a you know a, a chemical drug, right? Or those uh, multiple glasses of wine each night. You know that that's a that's a drug, right? That's helping someone to stay detached from their consciousness, as you so beautifully stated. You also um, were inducted into the Hall of Fame for wrestling, which is lovely in two thousand and nine. Congratulations to that. That's a big deal. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. So so when you were writing the book, you you split it up into three, you know, these beautiful rooms, the present moment, the past and the future, because as you know, most everyone is either in the past or the future. Very few people are sitting in the present room, right? Um, That's true, unfortunately. And I think more and more people understand that they should be in the present, because, you know, we hear more and more things about mindfulness and, you know, living in the present and being in the now and all of that. So people understand it's really important to be, you know, in the present moment, but we just really don't do a very good job at it. And so the purpose of the three rooms is to try to help people yeah. keep coming back and centering. So if you're you know, thinking that things in the past are, not, are making you feel uncomfortable, then you know you're in the wrong room, yeah. the past room. You know, if you're thinking <laughs> in the future and worrying about things and making you feel ang- anxious or stressed, you're in the wrong room. Yeah, and I love it. I, I love this whole room thing because I can just hear... You know, like maybe your ego or um, well, the interruption of your ego, you're saying, go to your room, go to the right room, <laughs> you know, don't go, get out of that room, go to the, you know. I, I think being in the present moment is challenging because uh, it's boring and initially for most people um, but when you're just, you know, feeling your feet in your shoes or looking at a beautiful scenery. I mean, you can do it for a little while, but people think it's not dramatic, right? It's not what your brain or your ego involved mind is telling you about the past or the future. And, and so people don't give themselves enough time to see how huge and significant and stunning and alive the present moment is. Yeah, and I think there's, there's something like looking at beautiful scenery and things. I think the, um, what makes people not get so enamored with it is because they start watching for a minute or two, and then all of a sudden their mind starts to drift, and they mm-hmm. start thinking about something that they have to do tomorrow or something that happens, and now they're thinking, they're not feeling so great, and then they look up and, oh, yeah, yeah, there's the sunset. Okay, but yeah, but i got to go because i got to go do this. And then they <laughs> leave and they go, yeah, that was okay. Yeah. But if they truly yeah. sat there and absorbed the beauty of the nature that they were looking at uh. without the absence of their thoughts pulling them away, either in the past or the future, or pulling them into a different realm, then that experience, the, the, the appreciation and the love and the beauty would just overwhelm them. Yeah. And then it would be, wow, if you could do that for 15 minutes. And then uh, we just say, wow, is that incredible? It is so incre- incredible. Um, I teach a lot in hotels. And one of the things I have fallen in love with over the years is the indoor-outdoor carpet that they put in the, in the room that I'm teaching in. Because it is so alive with subatomic particles, and so many hundreds of thousands of people have walked on this carpet, and it has stories in it, and it's there. The present moment is in a completely gigantic universe, and um, I agree with you. If, if people would just spend, you know, fifteen more minutes, just kind of locked into it, then they would seek out those moments more often. So, could you give us an, a lovely analogy of these three rooms, you know, um, based on your beautiful teachings? Sure, and I think, you know, as I mentioned, it's when you're 
thinking in the in the past room, when your thoughts go to the past room, it's when you're thinking about things that are causing negative emotions, you know, that either you're angry about what someone did or you feel guilty about something you did or you're resentful about what someone else has. But anything about um, the, something from the past that is causing negative emotions. And the future room is when your thoughts, you're thinking about something in the future and it's also causing negative emotions. You're worried about something, you're thinking about what you don't have or thoughts of lack or, you know, there's fear or anxiety of what may happen. Typically, it's thinking about the worst case scenario and you're feeling negative emotions. And so in the present room, that's when you're, it's the absence of thoughts from the past or the, or the future and you're, you're focused on the now and mm-hmm. you're feeling, you know, you're feeling love and gratitude and appreciation, you know, mm-hmm. all those, you know, derivatives of love. And the way you know you're in each room, which room you're in, is simply by how you feel. And so it's that, you know, that alignment, because, you know, I like to think of that, you know, everything is about alignment with our higher self, and our higher self never leaves the present room. It's always there. So anytime we feel negative emotions, and the past room or the future room, they're all derivatives of fear, whether it's anger or resentment or, you know, bitterness or, you know, anxiety or stress. It's just think of it as derivatives of fear versus derivatives of love, and that's the way that we know that we've left yeah, the we present left, room. We left the because, present room. Yeah, that's so great. Which is separation, right? Yeah. Because our, if our higher self is always in the present room, right. anytime we've left, we feel negative emotions because we've separated from our own higher self. When we come back in, we've realigned. Now we feel incredible. I always feel that fear and ego are synonymous, you know, that whenever you're in a fearful thought, you, you've stepped into your ego or you're in alignment of this um, false information that's leading you down another path of more false information. And, and so you talk about in the book, too, how, you know, the ego is the strongest, loudest room, well, voice in, in the room, I guess, or outside of the room, <laughs> outside of the present moment room, and that eventually you get to this place where you hear it, but... It's, it's like white noise in a way. You know, it's, it's there. You know it's there. Um, but you, you remind yourself often that, oh, that's just my ego or that's just the fear or, or that's the past room or the future room, but I'm going to stay here in the present room. Yeah, I, I love that analogy or thought of just, you know, the fear is, is similar to the ego. Because yeah. a lot of people, when they, you know, words, words can be misconstrued. And when mm-hmm. you talk about the ego, that, well, what is the ego? And is this like, you know, Freud or is this other things? But so... Um, thinking the ego as, as fear-based thoughts is, yeah. is a wonderful analogy because right. that's that's really all it is. Yeah. And so when you start to feel any kind of negative emotions and, and that voice in your head that's telling you, you know, yeah, can you believe what that person did? You better get <laughs> back at them and or I'm so worried right. about what may happen. You know, oh, that's I know that's my ego or that's my fear-based thoughts and right. I need to come back in and I need to listen to my own higher self. Whenever my mind does that, and of course it does, I just think it's adorable. You know, like when I hear this, you know, whole rampage of fear, I just I, I think it's just the most adorable thing. And then I go, oh, well, that's interesting. Most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time. Like, oh, that's interesting. That's my ego. And then I get curious about, I wonder what I'm really feeling, you know, because we have a whole nother aspect of emotions that are accurate, aligned and, and that beautiful higher self-connection that most people are completely unaware of. And I love how you talked about every day is Halloween. Yeah. My favorite day, one of my favorite days of the year. But um, So every day is Halloween. Could you share more about that? Yeah, because you know, we, we 
tend to be such a, a looks-conscious society. You know, we make judgments, you know, on people based on, on how they look, and, and um, you know, it's really not fair to them. And the more we make judgments about how they look, we make judgments about our own selves, about how we look. And if we can look within and recognize the, the divine within each other person, to look beyond their physical body and their physical presence and see and know that there's, there's a higher self in them, mm-hmm. inside them, even if they're not recognizing it, even mm-hmm. if they're not acting um, in a way that's in alignment with their own higher self, but you know it's there, then you can start to see them for who they really are. Mm-hmm. But the key is, in order to be able to see someone else and recognize them for who they really are, for that divine within them, you have to recognize your own self right. for who you are and recognize the divine within you. And that's where it starts. And once you connect in alignment with your own higher self, then you can start to recognize that higher self. And so we can walk around and they'll play games and just say, this is, you know, this is just Halloween. And, oh, look at that person. He's got a big <laughs> nose. And, look, that's just a costume. And, oh, that's Aww. just a costume. And that's just a costume. And when Love you start it. to do that, you start smiling to yourself. Yeah. And I did this walking through Manhattan, just looking at, on the streets and going, well, wow, look at these are all just costumes. And, and then you start to really start to feel and, and wonder, wow, that person's inside. And, and when you see people that are really happy, you say, wow, that person's aligned with their higher self. And if right. you see someone frowning or yelling and you go, well, he just, that higher self is there, but this, you know, they're just caught up in the costume. I love it. I think that's a beautiful way to describe it. And you're right. The higher self is constantly there. I mean, it's, it's a, the, what I consider the bigger portion of our soul that is not here on earth. Cause I think we'd all go a little cray cray if our entire awareness was here on this planet. Um, but we have access to it, and it's profound and interesting and beautiful and kind and loving, um, and everyone has it. So I just love your analogy. That's a, a beautiful way to describe it. So h- what are some recommendations? So let's say someone's stuck in the, in the future room, you know, which at least in my age group, a lot of people are thinking about retirement, and like I, I hope to never retire personally. I just want to continue to do what I'm doing or other things like that. But people worry about retirement. Do I have enough money, or is the stock market going to fall, or all these interesting things that people are thinking about um, years before they even uh, do that kind of thing. Or maybe people who are raising children are worried about, oh, my gosh, what if my kid doesn't get into college, or what if they never find their calling, or what if we can't pay for college, or you know, all of these things, how do you, what would you, what, what's a great recommendation to help someone get out of the future room and back into the present? Well, once again, it's all being conscious of how you feel. And so there's a big difference between worrying and stressing about the future or creating your future. And people mm-hmm. say, yeah, yeah, I know that, but how can I do that when, <laughs> you know, all these things might, you know, might be happening. And, and stressing or worrying about the future is when you go into the future room because you're thinking at some point in the future and you're thinking, you're looking at your life as it is now and maybe you don't think you have enough money and then you're projecting that into the future and say, I'm not going to have enough money in the future. I'm not going to have enough money. How am I going to get more money? And all those thoughts, and especially I am not, I'm not going to be able to do this. <laughs> those, yeah. you know, those thoughts of I am not create all those negative fears. And ironically, that's you start to create what you're trying to prevent. You, you, you're worried about having more money and because you're focusing so much on not having enough, you're not going to have enough because you keep, you know, you, that's what you keep projecting out. Right. And instead, in the 
present moment. You can plan for the future, but you do it right now. And how you plan and create your future is in the present moment, you visualize and you think about what you would like to be. You say, like, I, you know, I'd love to retire with enough money, just financially secure. Mm-hmm. And then you start to think about how that feels to be financially secure. And wow, that's going to be great. And you just picture yourself sitting, you know, in a rocking chair, not in a rocking chair, like, you know, <laughs> you're 100 years old, but looking out at a beautiful setting, maybe or just yeah. on a front porch and just saying, wow, this is going to be great. This is what it feels like to just be just to be retired financially secure. Right. This is a, what a wonderful feeling. Maybe you're in and, Tuscany riding a bike, you know. Correct. Right? You could be that. <laughs> and, it, and if you, but it has to be within what you think is the realm of possibility. True. Like, if, you know, if you're thinking, well, I want to live in, you know, this, this um, huge castle, you know, in, <laughs> in, you know, in Tuscany, and, but then I know I'm never going to be able to do that, so that's yeah. just a pipe dream, then that doesn't help. But just, and that's why I say just the feeling of being financially secure, that you can be comfortable in retirement, and just thinking that whatever, whatever it is you'd like to do, and maybe riding a bike, you know, with your spouse right. or whatever, then focus on that. And then now you're thinking about your future with feeling good in the present moment about, about that vision. And now you start to attract into your life all the things yeah. that will be necessary to achieve that. Right. And it doesn't mean you don't have to do anything, but now you're being guided to do things. And you start to get these inspired ideas about that because you've already, you have this image of what you would like. You're, you know, you're thinking as if it's already happened because you're already feeling it. Mm-hmm. And you can start to give appreciation for already having it. And that's where, you, you know, the difference of one word is. You know, the first scenario was, I'm not going to be able to retire with enough money. I'm not going to be able to do this. And so we're defining who we are, which is I am, our mm-hmm. awareness of being, and we're saying I am not. Right. And in the second scenario, and that's living in the, in the future room. But when you're living in the present room, you're saying, I already am. I already am financially secure. I'm envisioning that. I feel it. And now you start to live as if you already are financially secure at retirement. And you start to do all the things necessary to make that become a reality. And you attract into your life because it's so empowering to know I already am, even before it's actually physically manifested. That is so beautiful. That, that was gorgeous. And so it's all about vibration and frequency. And if you're vibrating your subatomic particles, you know, within your being and around you, then you start to be, you start to attract all that information that you need and make different choices and feel that intense, beautiful, satisfying feeling, which is, of course, how we manifest as well. So that's great. I love that. Okay, so now can you give a scenario for our listeners about the past room, you know, because a lot of people get stuck in the past. I mean, you know, we all do. Um, yeah, all that guilt and disappointment and all that lovely stuff. Sure. And I think, you know, from the past room, it's um, the guilt is, is, a, is a big thing. But yeah. usually it's, you know, something that someone else has done. And <laughs> that we just can't, we can't let it go. Right. And so every time we go back and we start thinking about, you know, that person or the things or an event that happened, um, we start to feel all these negative emotions. So once again, it starts with, one, first being aware that you're, you're not feeling 
uncomfortable. You're feeling these negative emotions. You're feeling angry about something or you're resentful or something. You're saying, all right, I'm not feeling right. What is it about? Okay, because it's what this person did. And knowing that, okay, I need to let that go in order to come back into the present and feel good because it keeps making me feel bad. And one of the biggest um, and most effective ways to you know, leave the past room and come back into the present room is forgiveness. Mm. Um, but everybody knows that's so important, and yet so many people struggle with it um, so deeply because, you know, they say, well, I'm a forgiving person, but, you know, this time they crossed the line. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the problem is we all have different lines. Like, what line? Right. What line? But, but you have one line and the other person has another line, but, and I have, I have, I have, 20-year friends who, who don't talk to each other anymore for, for just some for ridiculous lines. argument they had. Yeah. And, and I say, like, really? You guys still don't talk? <laughs> no, no, because you know, he, they crossed the line. And these are people who go to church every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, you know, I say, like, well, isn't that kind of the, the message Christ was <laughs> trying to give? You know, the, and they're, no, no, but, you know, not this time. You know, I'm a forgiving person. But, and so if you really want examples of forgiveness is when you look at people who have suffered Great oh, hardship, and right. maybe someone, you know, a loved one was, you know, hit by a drunk driver and, and, or, or killed in some way, and, and, you, and you hear them say, you know what, I forgive them. Mm-hmm. And it would be so understandable to say, I want them to spend the rest of their life in jail. <laughs> I'm never going to forgive them. But in that scenario, what happens? You think, okay, I'm getting that person back. But now every time you think of your loved one or that other person, you relive all those painful yeah. negative emotions. But when you say, you know what, this was really bad, I, you know, let the law take, take it into its hands, but I forgive them, you've now just cut a cord and freed yourself to move back into the present. And now, when you think about your loved one again, which you will, it comes, you don't have all those negative emotions attached to it anymore, mm-hmm. because you've cut it away with the forgiveness, and now you can think about the lovely experiences you have had with that loved one, and not what, what you've condemned this other person to have done. You know, what I have found is the person that I think needs the most forgiveness is ourselves. And because we blame ourselves for everything. We do. You know, even if a loved one got hit by a drunk driver and we weren't even in the car and was in our car or whatever, we've, we blame ourselves. And so I have found that the more I forgive myself, the more I love and cherish and honor me, then, then I have this natural, first of all, consciousness is elevated. So you get all this awareness about what really happened, which has nothing to do with anyone. We're talking about souls and this is a temporary universe anyway. You know, the earth plane is a temporary place. Um, and, and so as soon as we forgive ourselves, then, then we see this beautiful awareness and consciousness about whatever that thing was, whatever that line was, how powerful it was, how necessary it was, how it was stunning and delightful and, and helped our soul to grow, our awareness to expand. So that's how I get to forgiving others is really forgiving myself first. I could not agree more. That, you know, people, you know, with guilt is such a powerful negative emotion. And, mm-hmm. you know, other people can make us feel guilty, but, you know, we can be just brutal on ourselves. Yeah. So, you know, forgiveness is not just about other people. It's really, you know, about being able to forgive yourself first. first. I'll give a perfect example. Just this morning, I was talking to my wife about, you know, our daughter, and our daughter has an issue with her foot now. She's a dancer. Aww. And my wife, you know, um, and it's all being addressed. 
right. but she keeps going, I should have caught this earlier, right. I should have done this, I should have, I right. said, stop, you keep going back. She goes, I know I'm going to the pastor home. I go, yeah, but you're not <laughs> only that, but you're, you're beating yourself up. You need to just let it go. You need to forgive yourself. Did you try to, did you intentionally no. try to, you know, delay? She goes, no, of course not. I go, okay, then you need to let it go. And, and and forgive yourself. It's it's nothing that you really did, and now she's going to be treated. So you're right. We're we're brutal on ourselves, we and we're so we hard. really do need to learn to forgive ourselves. As you know, well. as you were talking about that story, and I think a lot of people can relate to it. I was remembering my youngest. All my kids played soccer forever. I called it soccer hell after a while because <laughs> we live in the Northwest, so we're outside. You know, drenched while kids are playing soccer, <laughs> and she played select and varsity. And she had this interesting cyst on the front of her foot. And we took her to a sports medicine doctor. And, and when they did the x-rays, he showed how she'd had all these healed fractures, you know, that she kept breaking her foot. And we didn't even know it, like hairline fractures. And she eventually quit soccer, which she said she was so happy she quit. But it was, of course, we felt terrible, you know, like, oh, my gosh, our baby's like having these many fractures. We don't even know it. He said he would remove the cyst, but it would grow back. Eventually, of course, we just let it heal naturally and everything was fine. But yeah, we felt terrible, you know, but she wasn't complaining. She didn't say my foot hurts. She's just kicking the ball so she could win. And your daughter has that really strong personality of, yeah, I want to be the best and talented. Uh, And she is. So that was a great analogy. You know, and you brought something else up, you know, before, you know, about, um, you know, energy and the vibrations. And, um, and when I was thinking about, you know, the, the three rooms and explaining, you know, the places where our thoughts go, you know, in this quiet meditation, um, I said, well, what is a thought? And, you know, one day I just wrote on a, a whiteboard that I have, you know, just, you know, a thought is a vibration that is stored as energy in this field of potential probabilities. Right. And it's just waiting to manifest. Right. And how it manifests is, is the vibrational frequency that we're on. Because exactly. every single thought, whether it's, you know, resistant negative thoughts or, you know, inspired ideas, they're all stored in the same field of potential probabilities. And if we're in this negative mode and, and feeling, you know, um, you know, stressful or angry or things like that, that's, we're going to attract more of that into our lives. And if we want those, those inspired ideas and we want them to manifest in our lives, we simply need to be in align, you know, in, in vibrational um, alliance with that. You said that beautifully. And it has been an absolute pleasure interviewing you today, Kevin. This is Kevin Murphy. He wrote the book, The Three Rooms, Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life. I love the book. Like I said, all my girlfriends are getting this for Christmas. Um, if they're listening to the show, well, they know not to buy it because it, uh, it's a stocking stuffer for them or whatnot. It's beautiful, well-written. I really enjoyed it. It's also funny. You know, you, you've got great, beautiful spiritual insight and comic um, relief as well. So thank you again for taking the time to write a lovely book, and enlightening all of us this morning. Well, thank you very much, and, and thank you for having me on. I really enjoyed it. You're welcome. Have a lovely day. Thanks. You too. And we're going to take a break here on the Marie Menu Cherry Show. We, we will be right back. Three, oh, it's the magic number. Yeah, it is. It's the magic number. Somewhere in that ancient mystic trinity, you'll get three. It's the magic number. Hi, this is Marie Menucheri. Join me January 25th and 26th in 2019 at East West Bookshop. Friday night during the 90-minute workshop, I'll be talking about the energy of, yeah, money. 
so that we can all learn that everything is made out of subatomic particles, including your relationship with money. And once you begin to solidify, enjoy, and participate in the vibrational frequency of currency, you will then create a bond that is fulfilling and delicious for you. And then on Saturday, join me as we spend an entire day on creating wealth, the art of creating wealth, where you learn to fall in love with the whole aspect of this relational experience with wealth and your wonderful life. I can't wait for you to join me and learn about love and money and wealth. For more information, you can go to energyintuitive.com or eastwestbookshop.com. I'm a veteran. My victory was admitting I had PTSD and getting help. As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. I no longer see it as a weakness, but as a sign of strength. I call it post-traumatic growth. DAV provides a lifetime of support, helping veterans of every generation get the benefits they've earned. I am a veteran. I lost both legs in Vietnam. Every year, DAV helps more than a million veterans so they can reach victories great and small. My victory was getting my benefits and a good education. I'm a veteran. When I got out, I felt like Nora was safe. My victory was finding the help I needed. But there's more to be done and more victories to be won. Thanks to DAV, now I feel like I'm human again. Help support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed back paranormal author Garnet Schulhauser for a fascinating hour of metaphysical Q&A. On Saturday, Louisa Oakley Green joins us. She's the psychic bystander whose husband got her interested in the goings-on of the unseen world. Bringing you fascinating talk since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 AM. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now, we're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. Marie Manucheri has had the pleasure and honor of shifting the vibration of thousands of clients and students from around the world. Her method, Divine Energy Medicine, is the art of raising the human energetic frequency, leading to mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual health. During this two-day intensive course, you will discover how to read the energy of others while improving your relationship with yourself, Gain intuitive knowledge of the synergetic relationship between chakras and human feelings and identify energetic locations and actions of the energy centers. Join Marie on Saturday, March 23rd and Sunday, March 24th, 2019 in Vancouver, Washington and practice divine energy medicine to increase your ability to connect deeply with others. For more information, go to energyintuitive.com. Going against the grain has never been this much fun. Alternative Talk 1150.
Uh, yeah, great music again, Benny. You know what I love. So thank you so much for playing all the music I love. I just went dancing last weekend with Michelle. Mm-hmm. Went to some live. Your little dancing partner. She's my dancing partner, yes. And it was funny because people do come up and ask me to dance. I'm like, no, I'm dancing with her. Her and only her. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry, but, you know. That's funny. Yeah, and they're like, really? I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry, you know. <laughs> but I'm dancing with Michelle. We have moves we need yeah, to work like, on. Yeah, <laughs> like, we got to work on our, our, our technique. Exactly, right. yeah, right? Her husband is sleeping at home. We're dancing, you know, to R&B okay. music in, in Kirkland. Yeah, it was really fun. I loved it. And I tried to get my kids to come because all of them were in town because we were selling, celebrating, you know, baby girl, my, my first grandbaby yeah, turned the party one. Go last oh my God. Yeah. Well, baby girl cried for her, Aww. most of her birthday party. She, we had 65 people there. I mean, it was a little crowded. A little overwhelming. It was really loud. And there are a bunch of kids and they're playing with, you know, balloon toys that a balloon maker's making and they got sparkles all over them and. And there's a, little, a pinata. There's a lot going there's on. Like, so she and, and my a daughter. A pinata for yeah. a one-year-old? Well, it was for the <laughs> other kids. Like, it like was for the other me. kids. There was other kids there that I were know, older, right? So <laughs> my daughter and baby girl Camilla were actually in my office pretty much the whole party, um, you know, because she needed to breastfeed and be held. And every sure, time sure, she sure. walked out, she'd start crying. So all the other moms who are breastfeeding right now, too, or had little ones, they would go and sit with my daughter. But the rest of us had a blast. <laughs> That's good. That party was fantastic. So I, so all my kids were home. So I said, you know, Michelle and I are going out dancing, and um, <laughs> my kids are like, well, what time are you going? We go nine. They go, Mom, we're like, we're tired at nine. I go, no, you take a nap, you take B vitamins, and then you're awake. And of course, we didn't even get to the club till ten anyway, you know. But it was super fun. Our, my kids did not come. It's like they're older than me now. What happened? They probably were sleeping. <laughs> yeah, they were. They were tired. Like Just but, let mom and her friend do her oh, thing. Oh, we just had <laughs> so much fun. It was great. Yeah. They'll come back around. It's a this full circle. This is true. It's, it's a, full- a full circle. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's full, it's full circle. So we're taking your call here on the Marine Manu Cherry Show. Um, who do we have? Yeah, well, let's give out the number just in case. 877-825-8828 is the number for the Marine Manu Cherry Show. 877 877- Eight two five eight eight two eight, and we'll take Jessica calling in from Kirkland to start things off. Hello, Jessica. Hello. Good morning. Good morning, Jessica. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I just wanted to tell you thank you for the gift that you share with Aww, the world. Oh, thank you so much, Jessica. Jessica, you're very, very sweet, and thank you for all of your gifts. That's really kind of you. Oh, it's true. That. Everyone is gifted. You know, it's very true. So, what can I do for you? Okay, I'm calling because I am having ridiculously crazy, terrible night sweats. Uh huh. Like, Soak the bed. Uh-huh. Like you would think I a shower took a run <laughs> And in addition, I, almost 12 months ago, I was having lots of tingling in my hand that was waking me up and bilaterally. Just one, oh, bilaterally, yeah. Cause Bilater- two- much worse on the right side. Yeah. Went in, uh, had the neurologist did EEG. They diagnosed me as carpal tunnel. I did what they said I should do. No, I don't better. think it's carpal tunnel. Okay, well, it's interesting. I went to go see a Chinese acupuncturist uh-huh. who said it was not carpal tunnel. No. And I think it it's your heart with... chakra. Okay. So, but but I'm glad you saw a Chinese person, and, and so you're doing what they're recommending, right? Yes. So, so I'm going to use a phrase, but I don't want you to look it up. Will you promise that you okay. won't look it up? <laughs> I promise. Okay, thank you. Because because I you know when when you call into the show and anyone calls in, Lisa answers the phone, my assistant, and she puts information into the reader board. I, I read, you know, night sweats, hand t- tingling, and so I had a, an impression immediately. And so there's something that's called thoracic outlet disease. And again, do not look it up because okay. you don't have the disease, but you have some of the symptoms of it. Okay. And so 
so it's this so it's happening from an energetic perspective. This is all heart chakra related and you have a significant leak in your heart chakra. Okay. So the heart chakra governs the hands all the way to the elbows. Isn't that interesting? Yes. So from the tip of your fingers to your elbow, your heart chakra governs that area because the hands, we have medium-sized chakras in each one of the hands, and the hands is actually how we help heal people, right? Is We're our, ourselves. Like if someone falls down, a little kid, and they scrape their knee, we hold them, and we put our hands by their knee like, oh, I'm sorry. And then we literally start sending energy to their boo-boos. I haven't said that right. word in a really long time. <laughs> but I have a feeling I'm going to be saying that word to Camilla as she starts running around the house. You know, she's so cute. Or she, to me. You know, or to- <laughs> I fall down once in a while. Okay, or to Benny, oh, it could happen. Benny, little boo-boo. So one of the things that's going on for you is you are not a good receiver. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, and, and yes. it's you, you kind of suck at it. That's just how I feel. That's what the universe said. They, they love the word suck for some reason because it's kind, it's not too mean, it's cute. It's, people aren't usually defended by the word or offended by the word suck. So you suck at receiving, and you need to work on this. So your new what-if question is, what if I easily receive? And here's the caveat to it. What if I easily receive all that I truly deserve? And then I think you need to get out in the world and start working with people. What do you think about that? So when you say out, because I'm in the midst of making a job change that is fairly significant. I've been at the same place for the decade and also in a marriage for 21 years and that hasn't been good at least for a decade also. So, so you are say, you going to leave the marriage? Yes, I, I have. Good. I have. Great. So that's step one. He moved out in July great. and I um, resigned on Friday from my Okay, college. great. Great, yeah. great, great. So do you want to do work in the world? Yes. Okay. So I want you to, so here's the deal. And this is also what Kevin Murphy was talking about is that you, ha- you don't have to know what's going to happen. But you do need to hold the vibration. So I want you to start holding the vibration that you have discovered your life's work, your talents, your gifts, your abilities to help others, what, whatever that is. And I don't like the words be of service. I just don't like them because it, to me it sounds more like we have to give up of ourselves and our own happiness and be of service. It feels very draining to me. I personally believe that people should do what brings them joy. And if that is working with others brings them joy, that should be the only reason why they're doing it. then we are naturally of service. Like I do what I do because I love looking at your energy system. I love that I drew out your chakras and and my mind already said, oh, this interesting symptology of this one disease that you're not going to look up. And when I drew out your energy, there was this massive leak at the heart check. I'm like, oh, yeah, that goes along with what my thought was. So when a client comes to my home and they're sitting in a chair and I walk in and I see their dead relative next to them or whatever the deal is, that's why I do what I do. Now, does it tend to help people? Yes, it does. And I'm grateful for that. But I do it for the joy of being able to see in a multisensory way and to feel and hear and know. So that needs to be your focus is your joy and you're not good at receiving. So it's it can be difficult for you to, di- to discover your passions and your talents if you don't have the energy and the bandwidth to allow it to happen. So I want you to work on receiving and then you're going to hold that satisfactory energy that you have discovered your talents and you're fulfilled and thrilled and grateful. You don't have to know what they are. You will become aware of them. That's the fun part because the universe loves to surprise people. Mm-hmm. And people oh, want to know everything. But how is that going to happen? When is it going to happen? What's going to happen? And those words are a complete waste of time and energy. Mm-hmm. Okay? 
So you're on the right track, leaving a relationship that wasn't fulfilling. That was excellent. And then leaving a job that also wasn't fulfilling. So that's actually on the path of receiving. Getting rid of things that are draining okay. is excellent. So you're on the right track. So I'm on the right track. Yes. And please don't worry about your hands. And now that you're going to work on receiving, you're going to notice that the symptoms going away. Okay. Okay. Receiving. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're I appreciate welcome. you. Have a great day. Thanks, Jessica, for dialing in. And uh, 877-825-8828 is the number for the Marie Manucherry Show. We'll travel down to L.A. where we have Aaron joining us. And Aaron, I hope you're not at all uh, in those wildfires and so forth. Oh, is everything yeah. okay? I mean, we send our love to everyone down there. Are you yeah. okay? Yes, yes. It's um, The air quality is really sure. bad oh. right now. We had that last but, summer with yeah. all of ours up here, too. Oh, so. yes. I'm, that yeah, is really hard because I had to stay inside. I couldn't garden. Yeah. You know, I like I had to change the filter in my furnace mm-hmm. multiple times. Yeah. So we're very sorry yeah. for that. We're very sorry for the whole thing for the entire area. Yeah. We truly me are. Me too, yeah. So what can I do for you? Um. Well, I feel like in some ways a lot of my questions <laughs> have been answered. Yay. Um, I love because, that. Because, yeah, just this this has been so helpful um, Good. that uh, the the person that you interviewed and then also the previous yeah. caller, I feel like, Good. answered a lot of my questions. But um, I guess if there's anything else maybe specific to to my situation that comes up, I guess I'm, I, I'm kind of, I feel like I'm in a similar moment of just kind of... Regrouping? I, I sort of stepped in. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I kind of stepped into the unknown. I, I, I kind of see like the, it's, it's, the past is very, um, I don't know, it's very present in some ways. So I'm trying, and so there's a lot of like letting go that I've been doing yeah. and then also sort of sitting in this sort of unknown place, yeah, but, which is but uncomfortable. The un- but the unknown is so much more powerful than people realize because it's like a blank canvas, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And astrologically, although Lucy isn't on the show today, but she, I think she will be in the next couple of weeks, we're in a really profound moment right now with Venus going direct and Neptune doing something, because of course I'm not an astrologer, and the North Node moving into Cancer. So we have something very profound going on right now where really cool opportunities are expanding. Um, Uranus moved back into Aries, so there's kind of a do-over with more understanding. But here's what, when it comes down to you, you are mm-hmm. super psychic. Did you know this? Um, a little, yeah. <laughs> You're really, yeah. really, really intuitive, which is awesome and fun. And so what's happening is you're distracting yourself with all your thoughts. When you have this in- incredible, I drew out your third eye. It's stunning, beautiful, tons of energy moving into the back of the vortex. The front of it that's translated is just gorgeous and beautiful. I mean, the whole, I mean, obviously I'm saying really great words about your intuition, but you keep jumping over it. You go, bah, 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 and you go back into your head and you think and analyze and, and then your third eye shows you something and you jump over it again and like, stop it. Stop it. What a waste of your time and energy. You, you're getting information. It's freeing for you. It's accurate. Stay in the awareness of your alignment to your higher self. Please stay there because otherwise... Okay. You just keep going backwards. So what's happening is you're having that ah, moment, which is really freeing and beautiful and stunning and blah, blah, blah. And then you start thinking and analyzing processing. And then you go back several steps and then you get exhausted and worn out. And then you somehow get back to the present moment. Stop. D- don't don't go back there. Just go. Oh, nurture yourself. When you start to roll back, just go, Aaron, I love you. You're a stunning woman. Your intuition is phenomenal. And I just, just stop for a moment and love yourself because that's what's going to help you to stay present. Self-love okay. is the strongest mm, healing, you know, vibrational energy, I believe, that exists in the universe. 
Yeah. Okay. Yes. Thank you so All much. Right. That's so helpful. You're welcome. Have Thank a beautiful you. day in LA and, and breathe nicely. That's right. Send our love and uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, our, all of our love yep. to the entire area and and for those who are you know their loved ones are missing. We are also sending love to all of you and, and we of course pray for the outcome that they're all praying for. That's yes. right. We'll bring. Hopefully, we can like let our water from the rain from the yeah. we have like, move south. Yeah, although they're a little bit worried about mudslides now that the vegetation that has too. been yep. burnt. Nothing down. to hold it. Right, mm-hmm. which is what happened I think before in the area. Right, there were some fires that. Um, destroyed more foliage but not necessarily as many homes and as many lives yeah it's you know global warming has its um its unique uh experience that's right so who do we have next i'm I'm having so much fun yeah this is great (laughs) uh jennifer from hartford connecticut hi jennifer hi hi jennifer how are you i'm doing pretty well thank you how about you i am lovely thank you for asking what can i do for you well, last weekend I went into a near-death anaphylactic reaction, oh, wow. and I'm hoping you can shed some insight into what might have caused the reaction. Huh. So you don't know what it was? No clue. I started last Wednesday, not yesterday, the week before, uh-huh. getting these hives. And normally when I get hives, huh. which isn't that often, um, but I put zinc uh, oxide in coconut oil, and I get them to go away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, it, did you have to go to the hospital? Did you need some epinephrine? Uh, well, yeah, and mm-hmm. I didn't know that I was going into anaphylaxis. Wow. I thought I was having an asthma attack, and I drove oh. myself to the walk-in. Oh, so now you're not going to do that anymore. Just because the guy at the desk recognized right. that I was going into it, and he immediately yeah, that's his job. Told the nurse, that's yeah. his job. So, do, do you have an epipen now? Yeah. Okay. So, so that part's good. Here's the reason why it's hard for me to tell. I don't think it's food-related, by the way. I think it's environmental. No, I don't think so either. Right, which is interesting. But you are, and you can disagree with me. If you've ever listened to the show before, I tell this to everyone or most people. You can disagree with me. You are a little bit of a hypochondriac. You know that, right? Um, you have a lot no. of fear about health. I'm going to word it differently. You have fears about health and wellness. You worry. Would you agree? Well, I think that anyone who's had life-threatening problems tends to try to be on top of it. Well, I'm not talking about the recent go-to-the-hospital, you know, anaphylactic thing. I'm just saying overall, overall, you have fear about your body not being well. And, And unfortunately, this fear is attracting more issues for you. So even though you have every logical reason to be afraid and you have an EpiPen, which is awesome now, that's excellent, you're going to have to work on unraveling that belief system and start vibrating in positive energy so that you will not attract any more things that are going to come out of the blue and create more issues for you that are life-threatening. So, so this is the interesting conundrum that a lot of people have when they're manifesting and creating and they want to change their reality. In your case, it's your health. Someone, it might be their bank account. It might be their love life. It might be their child. Whatever the deal is, you, you have to unwind your belief system, even though there's logical reasons for you to have the belief system you have. But you have a very powerful mind. In fact, when I look at people's minds, I kind of gauge them on how quick their mind can manifest. You have a very fast manifesting mind, and you tend to be a negative thinker. For We're going to say again, logical reasons, let's say. You can't do that. Your mind is so powerful that if you start to go down the negative road, you're gonna, it's going to be like this lovely rolling tumbleweed in Oklahoma with wind behind it. So you're going to have to find ways because you got the EpiPen now. So now that's a blessing. You know what to do. 
If you start to have something, you can take care of it. This is lovely. Excellent. I want you to focus on that. But you're going to have to work on starting to feel safe and healthy. And so what I'm going to recommend is that you start saying to yourself, what if my health is improving? What if my immune system is strong? What if my thought processes is leading towards health and wellness? And I can, and I understand how you might be feeling with my suggestions because you're looking for the cause so that you can avoid it. But I'm seeing from how I'm looking at your energy is that you're just going to come up with another cause because of where your vibrational energy is. And that's what we want to stop. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I would say that I had a lot of chronic illness in this life and I had a lot of near death health problems and I do work to relieve trauma, to work through that. I wouldn't characterize myself as a negative thinker, but I would say that those belief systems are in there because of deeply rooted trauma. Well, exactly. I mean, people who have money issues, they've had real money issues, but they still have to change their thinking in order to have a lovely bank account. This is just the reality of the world we live in now. The vibration of the universe has increased, the earth in particular, significantly. So, the energy is positive, more positive on the earth than it's ever been in documented human time. And I know a lot of people don't believe that. But that is absolutely 1,000% true. So when we vibrate our energy, even if there's realistic reasons to be vibrating where we are, below that vibrational line, we attract more negativity. So you're going to have to work on, and what if questions are the best? What if I'm getting healthy? What, what if my past is history and my body is moving in a positive vibration. You can be as general as you want so you don't trigger yourself. Um, But yeah, and I would take the word trauma out of your language in the future as well, because that is a negative word, although it's appropriate for our conversation and for you explaining things. But I I would really look at the way you describe the things that happened to you because your mind is so strong, it locks onto it. It creates a vibration faster than most people. And then you're back in another difficult situation. Okay, so you don't think other than the thought process there's a, there was a cause per se? Well, it, it doesn't work like that. So y- your thought process is bringing the thing to you. That's what I'm saying. Sure, there's something in the environment that bothered you. But if you can change your thinking and the vibration in your body and the belief systems in your brain, then that thing is not going to come into your energy system or your immune system is going to get stronger than that thing. That's where we are right now with you. Someone else who just who has more positive thoughts, but they have an allergy to peanuts, I'd say, okay, don't eat peanuts anymore, right? But yours is different. Your brain is so wired for fear about your body going into all kinds of potential health issues that you're now attracting them to you energetically from your thoughts. That's what I'm saying. And it's not conscious. It's not like you're consciously doing this. It's just it's just a vibrational play. This is a scientific Electron proton exchange is occurring in the universe. It's not your fault. Does that make sense? So you would say it's I have to clear the subconscious mind of fear around health is what I'm hearing. Yeah, I th- yes, you said that beautifully. So you're gonna have to start okay. thinking positively. And you've got the EpiPen, so that's awesome. I'm glad you have it. I'm glad you went you went to the doctor and I want you to go to the doctor every single time something happens. I want you to do all the right things, but let's work on changing your minds because you're having like a post-traumatic stress event multiple times even in your thinking and it's lowering your immune system and attracting negativity to you okay Okay. that makes sense okay okay thank Thank you you. and we're going to send you tons of light to keep you well all right 
And thank you very much. You're welcome. Have a great day. Thanks, Jennifer. I think we have time for maybe one more. We'll okay. travel to Chicago. We have All Libby right. joining us. Libby, welcome to the show. Thanks for waiting so patiently. Yeah, by the thank way. you, Libby. That's very oh, kind of you. It's so much better than being on my computer at work all day. <laughs> Are you at home? No, I'm at the office in a little phone booth. (laughs) I love it how people are like either in the elevator, the bathroom, their cars. (laughs) I just love it, love it, love it, love it. So what can I do for you? Oh, thank you. And I just very concisely want to say thank you and how much I appreciate your show. But I know we're short on time. So I'll just say. um, You're welcome. Thank you. So uh, historically in my life, in my relationships, I've not been really great at identifying romantic partners and relationships (laughs) that I should keep versus release. Yeah. And um, for the past couple months, sort of on and off, I've been seeing, well, a few guys, but particularly yeah. one guy who's sort of been sticking around. And he's not <laughs> someone I ever necessarily would have picked, but I yeah. really enjoy his company. Good. And I'm just not sure if it's something I should pursue or if it's something I should maybe drop because I'm in my head about it. Or Yeah, you're in your head about it for sure. The first thing that you said that I liked is he's not who you normally pick. That yeah. That made me feel good because I think... When, you, when people who notoriously don't pick what they deserve, right, that when they do finally pick something that's good for them, it's not who they would normally pick, right? So, okay. so that part's good. So here's my question. Are you having fun? Yeah, I am. Are you laughing your head off? Sort of, sometimes. Okay. So <laughs> there's laughter. Mm-hmm. Do you, does your energy stay elevated when you're with him? For the most part, yeah. Okay. So uh, how's the chemistry? Uh, 80%. Okay, 80% is pretty good percentage. There's room for improvement. Yeah, that's pretty good. There's some improvement needed. Uh, I can see that too. So what's your complaint? (laughs) That's what I want to know. What's the complaint? Lisa's shaking her head too. I just, when I started seeing him, it was something that was very casual and I wasn't, didn't really see it going anywhere. And um, it's sort of keeping it that way. He's not someone that like easily fits in with my family necessarily. He's just different than I normally am used to. So have you had a talk with him like, hey, I'm, I think I'm really liking you. What do you think about that? And do you see this going? Have you had a conversation with him about it? No, I was planning on maybe doing that this weekend, but yeah. I'm in my head. Yeah, yeah, I would I have a conversation. I mean, if you're hanging out with this guy and you like him and you're starting to like him more, I think let's have an honest conversation and see where he's at. Because that's what, how you're going to know. If he's like, hey, no, I'm not, I'm not into a committed thing and blah, 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 then you know. Okay, cool. he has a lot of that. I what I'm looking for, which is excellent. That means you're on the right path. You're you are on the right path. You're having yeah. fun. The chemistry is eighty percent. These are good things. Now, if for some reason he's not in the commitment thing, and that's what you apparently want, that's what your energy is telling me. By the way, mm-hmm. but but I love okay. that you've been relaxed about it and not taking it too seriously. I think that's that was helpful for you. So <laughs> if you have this conversation and he's like, nah, then then you can go. You can either stay in it for fun. Or you can go find someone else to yeah. date. Who, so you're on the right track. These okay. are all positive things. And here's what I want you to do. Start feeling satisfied. Like, wow, I'm in a, you don't have to think about him in particular. Just yeah. like, wow, I'm in an amazing relationship. I'm on the right track. I want you to start moving forward in that way. Don't get caught up in your head. Go back into the present room. Read yeah, Kevin's okay. book, Kevin Murphy's book, and learn to go back to your room, the right room. Okay. Perfect. Thank you so much for calling into the show. And we're so sorry we didn't get to Asheville, North Carolina, one of my favorite places, or um, back here in Kirkland. We love all of you. We wish everyone joyful blessings. Bye-bye for now.